Love that music. <laughs> <laughs> caught up in it. You caught up in the tunes, baby. Oh man. All right, so we are live here, the Nerd Comic Cycle. I mean, the Nerd Cycle. Wait a minute, Nerd Cycle <laughs> Comic Flick Show. How can I? How am I, I'm gonna go forget? <laughs> Nurse it's up in the corner. Look, we put it up there for you. Yes, yeah, yeah, right up there. Where, right where, right where the Duchy is. Right where the oh, Duchy is. And he's back this week. Thank you guys for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, my name is Dog Pound Brown, friendly neighborhood host today. We got to my right, up uh, the Duchy, the Duchy, and then down there at the bottom, the SC Steel City Hitch is in the. Up. His house. That's right. He's in the oh, yeah. building, y'all. All right, so let's get some house cleaning out the way before we get into our main topic this week. All right, make sure that you guys are going to nursecopedia.com. There you will get all our links to all your favorite social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and also on um, Instagram uh, at nursecopedia. Um, make sure if you are watching us on YouTube right now, you're hitting that subscribe button and also hitting that notification button. So anytime that we're on, you know that we're on. Um, if you are watching us on Facebook, um, you know, definitely, you know, appreciate you coming on. Make sure you hit that follow button and also hit that share button. So anytime that we're on yet, you're you're sharing it with all your favorite, you know, people who, who, who like the stuff that we, we got going on on the NeuroCycle, on the NeuroCycle show. Um, if you're listening to us on your phone or on in your car and everything. Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast, we are there. And most of all, we like getting some feedback here. <laughs> Please promote CBBS. All right. So, you know, it's, it's a thing. You know, it's a thing. Harmonite <laughs> Bounty BS, a Star Wars podcast, a Star Wars Facebook group. We talk about Star Wars every week, Wednesdays at 10 o'clock. You know, we were in this um where we are on um episode four coming up this week of Obi-Wan. So if you're watching Obi-Wan and you if you if you like a nerd content period, just join us, period. We got some good stuff. We got some good people with our, our friend Obi-Wan, um um Ben Kenobi, you know, uh, a Ken Kenobi, I should say. Um, and also T Mitch is in the house and everything. Um, but yeah, yeah, and there and also make sure that you're leaving us some feedback, nerds at nerdsacopedia.com. Awesome. I love hearing about <clears throat> all the ways to contact us. Got to let them know, you know, got to yeah. let them know. So, <laughs> so this week we are getting into the nuts and bolts of the first three episodes of the boys. After such a long hiatus and everything, you know, we, we come back with the boys um, nerds talk about the boys. You know, if you're listening to us on your um, on your um, on your podcast and everything, nerds are talking about the boys. We got some really good, crazy stuff coming with these first three episodes. So, um, without further ado, you know, let's just take a little, you know, short, um, you know, synopsis of what we thought about like the first the first three episodes. You know, just just like a um, little, little short opinion piece. Let's start with you, douchey. Well, I, I mean, you can say it right. I mean, it's just insane. I mean, it's 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 like, it's like an animated show coming to life. Like just the just like the the just everything they put into it. So like they don't stop at just one thing. They have to make sure at each death it is ex, ex, exuberant, exploding, bloody as mess as possible. And so I mean. It's just glorious to see this kind of show and them just reaching all the board, you know, reaching the lines that they can go to. Because obviously you wouldn't see this type of show on a regular TV. So thank God for regular streaming services. You know, <laughs> this, this show is made for, you know, made for mature audiences very much so. And it, and it's just they, they love to push it as far as they can. And just when you think you've seen one thing, then you see another thing. And and the first death scene, in fact, like I just watched the first death scene and I just like it blown away. Like I that is the I would never want to go like that. It's just like it's just <laughs> it's just unbelievable what they do. And they just push that envelope so far. And it's just an insane show. And it just makes it so great that they have no limitations 
to what they can do and exploit. So, I mean, for that, you, you just love it. I mean, it jumps right into it. You know, after after how long? What, a year hiatus? You know, you're finally right back into it. And it just yeah. and it hooks you within the first just couple minutes alone. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I, lo- I love this show. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was truly awesome. What, what do yeah. we think about it, uh, Still City? I feel like three episodes at once is so much for the boys because like <laughs> but it's not enough because i don't want to no, stop it's, not, it's, either. it's like it's like a train crash you can never look away from yeah, it's so yeah. insane and, mm-hmm. and i feel like each each the psychological tension and horror is ratcheted up to the 10th degree this season it's it's like everything that happens to everybody is horrifying and they've gone from and they've gone from shocking us with body horror which they do like there's a plenty of body horror shocks and plenty of gore shocks here. Like that's not we put the disclaimer up. Like it's very explicit. Oh, yeah. not, if, you're under, if you're under like 35, you shouldn't watch this show at all. Uh, if you're under 35, <laughs> yeah, if you're under 35, I just want to recommend it for you. Uh, you don't want, want to do that. But what's interesting is they've turned like the like the the gores like that the body dysmorphia whatever like the the feeling of disassociation that you get from watching that sort of violence happen to people randomly. And they've added a psychological component where there's also all this incredibly like deep, painful psychological stuff going on. Like I found myself having to look away from the screen repeatedly, but not at like someone in someone's head exploding like a pumpkin. Like that, I was fine with. My right. Like, all right, that happens in this universe. Now it's like I, I I'm still. I, I mean, I know it's at the end, but man, oh man, I, I just want to talk about the the psychological like insanity and deviousness of having of Homelander making the deep ease friend Timothy. And it's just, it, it was so funny. And I couldn't even like watch him take the first couple bites. I couldn't do it. I mean, uh, oh, yeah. I, so, so I guess, I guess we're going to just, just jump right into it. And I just want to talk about this crazy. That, like, I feel like that, if we just start going, this is the crazy thing I saw. I saw this crazy thing. That, off, like we just start doing that. Timothy <laughs> scene was so just, I, I guess, heartbreaking in a way, if you want to call anything in the show, like heartbreaking and everything, yeah. you know, we, we, they, they, they sort of, um, they sort of, um, teed it up, you know, last, the last episode with him, um, you know, the deep, having sex with the, uh, you know, his, his girl and everything. <laughs> and uh, uh, Timothy just watching him, <laughs> you know, in, um, in the fish tank and stuff. But to have, I mean, for Homelander, for Homelander to just get that deep, you know, um, no pun intended and everything, <laughs> um, but just to get that deep as far as bringing uh, a Tim, you know, Timothy, <laughs> I'm calling it a star, you know, uh, like Timothy oh, and everything. Like it's an octopus. Yeah, I'm calling it an octopus, Timothy. Um, <laughs> but that, that's just crazy that how he 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 went there with him just to just to mess with him, just to mess with his mind, you know, just to you know see what if he would actually do it. And you knew as soon as they brought the um the the whole seafood tray in that um that the deep was just like, oh no. And oh. It was just the foreshadowing to you know just how crazy of a mind a whole lambda is and just doesn't care anymore. And just like, just like, this is me and his announcement of coming out. This is me. And I, and I'm not going to take it anymore. It's just, it's his route to evil. You know, he's Omni man, you know, with the <laughs> coming out as Omni man. <laughs> he's, he's worse than Omni man. Omni oh, man. Yeah. At least he had like some sort of, okay. Oh, um, well, is he worse than Omni Man? No, because Omni Man loved his son. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Omni Man loved his son. Oh, but, but, but Omni Man did not care about himself. You know, it wasn't a sort of self thing. Homelander, that's all he cared about. From the first episode from our first episode of this season, when um I thought it was such a great line about um with, with him and um with him and Stormfront. And oh they, <laughs> you know, she was like, you know, you're you're built here. You're 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 here to bring on like the the lead the master race. <laughs> like master race, I don't care about the master race. I am the master race. You know, he doesn't care about leading anybody. He only cares about himself. Mm-hmm. You know, Homelander is all is always going to do Homelander things, and it's such a great thing to see. It's such a funny thing and scary thing to see at the same time when you watch Homelander do his work. Right, because there's nobody that can stop Homelander, and and he knows it, and you know, so he knows there's nothing that could stop him, and so he's the ultimate being, and he doesn't need anybody else. 
you know, now he's finally coming into his own, you know, coming into like season three where he's finally becoming who he truly is. Right. You know, the narcissist superhero, right? <laughs> oh, so it's, superhero it's, no longer. <laughs> he's, it's interesting. I was reminded of nothing more than the way certain depraved Roman emperors would behave as they sort of came into their powers. Like if they, if they like Caligula who took off as super young and sort of just started realizing that there was nothing anybody could do to him no matter what he did. There would never be any consequences because he was the emperor. So he would start doing more and more ostentatious things. You know, he made his horse a senator, and he would he would have these dinners. And it, this is what I was thinking of this during this during this this Timothy scene where he would have these dinners, and he would have you know the senators would they'd all be laying there on their couches eating, and he would say, okay, and now for some entertainment, and he'd be like, we're gonna have a sex show, and and the female performer that would come in would be one of the senators' wives, and he'd be like, let's go. So that's that's the type of stuff that they used to do, you know, in those sorts of crazy courts. And it seems like Homelander is really leaning into this like debauchery mm -hmm. and this like self congratulation. And that is what would always happen to these, you know, teenage figureheads that would get put on the throne of, of um, you know, of, of the Roman emperor. Yeah. Yeah. They, they would end up going crazy and, and doing all this crazy stuff like Homelander's doing. And he still he still has to have he still needs to be loved. He, that, yeah. That's that's one thing, you know. As as, as crazy and as, as he is, he still needs to be loved, and so he'll go to whatever extents and extremes, you know, to be loved. You know, he yeah. We, we, and we see that when um when 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 he first gets the um the news that a poll that his polls, you know, that his poll polling just went up and everything right after the um the 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 suicide the suicide. Um, you know, jumping everything with the female and, um, you know, him just coming out and everything, you know, just just making himself, you know, coming out, making himself, you know, known and, you know, just appealing to like, you know, certain demographics and everything and knowing that those certain demographics are just loving, you know, what he's saying and everything, what he's doing. Um, and to him, OK, if he has this type of um, audience that's catering to him or just, you know, just feeling everything he's saying, he's like, OK, well. I just, I just, I'm, I could just be myself. I could just go out there and just do whatever I want. And, and like you were saying, um, Steel City, sort of like a kid, like a Joffrey, you know, yeah. just yes. sitting, on a, um, sitting on a throne, you know, making, um, just thinking about any depraved thing he could actually think of because he's just, because he knows he can do it, you know. Um, and he's knowing that no one's going to stop him. You know, everyone fears him. You know, they fears what he can do. Um, so the boundaries, his boundaries of his imagination is just limitless at this aspect, you know, and it's and it's just crazy from from like, you know, from the from what we see of Homelander from just the beginning with in the first season, everything up to right now is he has a really progressed as like a um, as like a um, character because all this has already already been in him. But we're just seeing everything just open up, you know. Right now, I mean, this if if you want to call escalation escalation, this is what it you know this is where we're at the point with Homelander. And and this is something this quote I pulled uh, is is a pretty well known quote from Prince, which is Niccolo Machiavelli's uh, number one work. Everybody knows this thing, and he says, "Since fear and love can hardly exist together, if we must choose between them, it is far safer to be feared than loved." This is because, as Homelander notes here, being loved is all based on the capricious, you know, nature of the crowd. Are they going to approve of what you're doing? It's hard to know whether they will or not, as we find out for Homelander here. Mm -hmm. uh, Homelander is essentially, we are, you know, we, our humanity is being protected from the worst angels of his nature, essentially by this, you know, unspoken agreement that they will adore and love him without any sort of, you know, judgment on his on his actions. Right. And and he's like, well, that's not, you know, I can't control what they love because right. you can't really control what somebody loves. I don't think right. that you can. Right. But, you know, it's a lot. Of, you can control what somebody fears. Oh, and yeah. fear, you know, fear does a lot to keep people in line. Say what you want. I, I think there's a lot of times, take the traffic situations where, you know, the, the penalty of getting caught and going to jail prevents a lot of stuff from happening. So, you know, <laughs> not, not for me personally, but for other people. Uh, so, so for me. I think it's interesting that Homelander has sort of has sort of landed on this very famous uh, political dictum 
which yeah. is that it's a much safer to have a base of power that's based on fear of your, you know, retribution. Right, exactly. What that's why he even tells you know when a uh, Starlight tries to say, "We'll release this," you know, release the film or release the footage of you on the airplane, and he's just like, "Go ahead," you know, mm-hmm. "I'll make them fear me if they won't love me," you know. It's just like that's what he that's what he's going to choose, you know, because he. He he wants to rule, and he doesn't care if it's through fear or through love. It doesn't and, matter. And that was on top. And that was sort of like a um turn a point in itself because when she threw that at him, and he felt that he didn't okay, well what how how much damage can it really hurt me? So and he's making his decision at that point. Well, she puts this out. Well, first I'm gonna you know take out the um you know take out a city, take out you know. On power structures and stuff, take out you know infrastructures and everything. I could do all this this stuff, and nobody's going to stop me. You know, you put this thing out. You know, you're trying to blackmail me. People are going to hate me anyway. But I'm powerful enough to make everyone you know just fear me at the end of the day and everything. So this thing that you're talking about trying to blackmail me with, it's just not going to hurt me. You know, it's just not going to hurt. And I think at that point he realized, wow, I I I, ha- I have I have the power. You know. Now, how far is you know it's going to go, and how to you know our, our, um, how our heroes, the boys, are going to counteract this? It's just, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be way interesting to see how they take down Homelander. Right, just as our boys, you know, they're they're tired of losing. You know, <laughs> oh, so yeah. yep. they're like tired of losing. Too. So you know, it's <laughs> it's time it's time to get the you know the the playing field even. You know, so. It's got to go with that, right? <laughs> Speaking of the boys, they all had a fun a fun Christmas break. Uh, <laughs> you know, they had a great time. You know, Marvin's slowly losing his mind as he tries to put away the that that splinter in the mind feeling, which is such a great line from the Matrix. That splinter in the mind that something's not right and that he can fix it if he just puts his mind to it. They can't stop. They can't. They can't walk away. Uh, you know, uh, Huey is so like. Huey has is so screwed again, and it's just like it's so. Funny. He just he's tried so hard. <laughs> he found the nicest, sweetest politician, right? He's like, okay, their whole thing is about you know equality and this, and then nope, she's a, she's total Machiavellian, you know, just a total Machiavellian animal, just a murderer, just as bad as Homelander, probably. I mean, as bad, but yeah. you know, not really even worrying about being loved. Just doesn't care. Doesn't right. care. Power is power, you know, yeah. and, and it brings this, you know, it brings this interesting. Homelander hits on this interesting philosophical point, which is again something you see a lot of picture. You pulled the trigger, so now what? So, <laughs> like, if I keep doing this at you, eventually you're gonna quit flinching, right? Because you're gonna, right. you're either right. gonna hit me, and then we're gonna see what happens, or you're just you're just standing there like an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so I, I really think Homelander as the like, you know, Homelander as the big dog. And Homelander as a symbol of America here, you know, the the uh, the war on terror era of the United States is what he's really a symbol of. So, what would happen? I mean, what would happen? What would happen to say a rogue nation that did something stupid, and you know, something were to happen to you know some some city in the United States, that that would be bad for them. Like the outcome, I can guarantee you two things about the outcome. It's not going to be fun for anybody. No. And whoever hits the United States won't they won't be around to worry about. Right, because <laughs> it's just like Omni-Man, you know? Right. It's his to rule. <laughs> right. And what's in, and, and when you really think about it, and this is, this is one of, this is, again, I, I, we talk about this, and, and I'm like, yeah, we start talking about the body horror and the crazy, like, visuals and the effects and the gore and the guts and the, the disgusting idea, like, the crazy stuff that's so disgusting you can't even imagine they would do it, and they do it, and then you can't believe you saw it, and then there already is something else that's even crazier. And then we get to these really, these basic political philosophy principles which we talked about, we talked about DP when we did our Watchmen series. A lot of this stuff was from like very similar to Watchmen, which is who watches the Watchmen? Who takes right. care of the most powerful person? Whereas, 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 um, you got that type of show who doesn't deal with like you know, um, parody or um, irony or whatever. You know, this show it takes like you know the 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 satire is what I want to call it. Yeah. Watchmen does not deal in satire. This show deals so much in satire. Yeah, who watches a Watchmen? Um, this show deals with so much in satire and you know irony to the point where you know it's it's crazy how you have all this body horror stuff that makes you laugh and sort of makes you cringe because you're so desensitized by it at this point watching this show. And but at the same time, the 
the the the writers know their characters so much they can make these profound political points through the um through the superhero you know through the um through the characters that's just really crazy especially homelander you know because he's just spouting off everything that's going on you know in a lot in today's society and stuff you know it's just crazy how um 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 like butcher on you know billy butcher on one hand he's he's the he's this him and homelander are two sides of the same coin i thought it was such a great scene where homelander was feeling so down on himself like that first episode he had to come to his enemy his enemy billy butcher and sit down with them because he because he, he was the only one that could relate to him. he felt that could relate to him. Yeah, he's the only How one who understands <laughs> in the whole world just billy and billy wants him dead so yeah billy person, wants him dead but he will understands him on earth wants him dead which means anybody that which means you can infer that anybody that would understand him would want the same thing and why wouldn't you i mean he's basically points out a very real thing which is the, the weak continue to exist at the uh at, at the mercy of the strong it's just the truth right it's one of those things that's true you know you know what politics is is what's the duty that of the uh, of the strong to the weak right those are a lot of and there's a lot of really complicated questions that i'm not unfurling here because that's going to take way too long that's, that's a whole different podcast there and, and beyond that hey. job i would do would be a, a d minus job for reasons i know uh, <laughs> but but another thing I want to go back to what uh, DP was okay. saying here about like the whole like the writers bringing up the like the satire of these moments right. like just just for like the, the instance I'm thinking is like when she cut when the, the the secretary lady comes in and tells Homelander you're up your points are up and he's just sitting there butt naked <laughs> like 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 she like there's a major point going on here yeah. and he just stands up and starts to get a, an erection oh, as she man. keeps telling him yes, you're yes, up you're yes, up crazy. <laughs> right. and he's just standing there butt naked right so you're 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 up oh i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah can't you see it right yeah, don't, yeah, don't yeah. worry about that <laughs> like, <laughs> right it, it's just you know it's just they 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 know their characters so much that they can do that so it's just like you know this is a serious topic but yet th th it has the right satire unlike you know obviously the watchmen you know right. the watchmen you know besides a blue penis hanging around everywhere you know <laughs> i mean <laughs> well, well dr manhattan comes to that eventual realization right why wear a suit yeah <laughs> so it's an interesting homage right it's an inversion oh yeah 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 i mean you <laughs> to that point you know i'm i'm like free and everything so why am i wearing this corny you know um um superhero if i don't care what if you love me why would i dress like why would i do that I <laughs> right song. i mean this idea of it's nietzsche and it's idea that once you be progress to a certain like amount of power you can progress beyond morality which is to my to my to my mind bullshit <laughs> because you can never progress beyond morality but but it's this idea that it was very prevalent in Nazi uh Nazi circles. So it's interesting that this is what Stormfront's telling Homelander. You know, and, and, and Homelander's had some they there's always some weird like the kink with Homelander is always self-worship, right? Self-congratulation. And it's interesting, you know, to find as they like they've honed in on like what is the thing about like these sex acts that that he likes, right? And they got they've gotten all the way to just it's just the praise. And here, that scene you're talking about, right, where he's getting an erection, just hearing about his numbers going up. Mm -hmm. There's no other stimulation there. It's not because something he's found an equal. It's not he has no counterpart. He has he's not seeing something. He's no empathy. It's just self congratulation. Right. He he needs to be loved, and it doesn't matter how he gets it or where he gets it from. If it's being loved through intimidation, fear, or you know, making himself just like the hero. So if he finds out, okay, now I don't have to be a hero. And I can still be loved, you know, because people are going to love him because as we see in society, people like hearing the truth, you know, or hearing off the wall truths. I should people say people like hearing truths that uh, they're their perceived truths and everything. Right. And, you know, once they hear those, they, they feel a certain way. They feel validated. You know, we're living in a society where everybody now has a platform. Everybody feels that they can say something. Everybody feels that, you know, they can input their word and actually make a difference in the world. Um, and then when all those people who have all these platforms, you know, get together, are you still, you, you get all this noise and everything that's going around and everything. 
Homelander is like the one who who brings it home, you know, a pun intended and everything. To it makes it makes it land, you know, you know, home and everything, you know. So, um, if if you want to put it like that, Homelander is is the is the single most powerful person in this universe, and he knows where he stands. Well, he knows now where he stands, and he's not the he's not he. He let go of that fear, and he's not afraid to be exactly who he is in that in mm-hmm. those aspects and everything. Right, you know. So, um, you know, he could he can he can listen to all these people talk about him, um, and all these platforms that um that 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 people have that could actually you know speak you know and give him those polls and those ratings and everything that he gets like an erection on. You know, if he gets gathers you know that much more you know people. Then it'll it'll just be just that much more bigger for him. It'd be really inter- interesting way if the writers find a way to turn this flaw because it is a flaw that he has into his biggest um, like kryptonite, you know, per se. If the boys can figure out some way to use this, if they're thinking it's like some sort of tangible physical thing that could take down Homelander, when really this is Homelander's biggest flaw himself. Right, but eventually, I mean, that's what's gonna. Eventually, that's what's going to make him snap and become a total bad guy, you know. When when this whole Starlight relationship, you know, breaks down and the people start to hate him, you know, he he's going to completely snap. Oh, you yeah. know, I mean, oh yeah, he, he he's on the verge right now. I mean, he's just you know just one one bad one 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 bad day, right? One bad day. One 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 bad day. So so what happens when when Homelander? Okay, so we he's 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 got the adulation and everything, and finds out that okay he needs the um he can also rule with fear or whatever. So what happens when that fear is taken out from people and people aren't afraid of him anymore? What is Homelander at that point? <laughs> well, he's gonna run into the same problem that they're running into, threatening him. You can only do it so many times. That's what he points mm-hmm. out. He's like, I if you make me do this, I'm just gonna do it once. I'm not gonna play around. After I do this, people will not ask this question again. I won't have to threaten anybody. They'll just do what I say. So I, I think he very much understands that. But it's interesting that this adulation thing, it was it's become like indirect to direct, right? Like at first it was it was from you know the Vought Corporation itself, and then it was expressed through his boss's, you know, approval of the money that he made, and then it was expressed in these poll numbers. And then, then when that went, went aside, he kind of used Stormfront as like a stand-in, but she wasn't really the right energy for him. Yeah. Because it was all about another goal beyond him. And the thing for Homelander is he's the end to it. Everything for him is the end to itself. It's just it's just how it is. Well, well, well he was a tool. So so um, just like, you know, Vault is using him as a tool, um, Stormfront was using him as a tool, and he's getting tired of those, you know, tired of people just using him. Mm-hmm. Right, because he feels that he is the ultimate, and he—he's the one who should not be the tool. He should be on top of the totem pole, controlling everything. So it's going to be interesting how they, uh, how it starts to turn and everything with the next few episodes, of course. How about that? Um, the 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 our, our beginning scene in the first episode, the whole the the whole inside the penis. <laughs> <laughs> that was so just that was just something I would just not explore. I want you inside me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I was like, there's no way. And, and like <laughs> they're going, they're going there. No. Yeah, yes way. Yes way. Oh, and then he's just inside, just oh just, man. Oh like, man. like you know, for, for a second as a guy, you're like, does that really work? <laughs> <laughs> For for one quick moment, you're like, maybe. Hey, <laughs> nah, I'm sure. I'm hey, is is oh, throughout human history, I'm sure people have experimented. You know, I mean, it's just putting it's, a catheter it's, it's, right? themselves down to the size of a of a microscopic human being to the size of like a, a Happy Meal toy. I don't know. We've been experimenting with that too much. <laughs> I mean, Fantastic Voyage was was fictional. Uh, it, was not, it was not a documentary or something we were up to in the thick. That, that would be uh, that would just be just uh, super crazy and everything. Oh, he just sneezes and it's just uh, everything yeah, about this yeah. show though. Like as soon as that scenario starts. You're just thinking, oh no! Like, no hold, hold on, hold on for the ride. Where's the roller coaster? Hold on, oh, here no. we go. And then, and then it, it, it's great because they surprise you sometimes with more, like, like they're just, you know, they're having that fight with, with, uh, you know, with the crimson, the crimson countess, and and she just explodes that guy in a foam rubber suit <laughs> for no reason at all. There's no reason that. Listen, that was a miss. That was a miss shot, right? That could have hit anything. 
It could have hit a building. It could have hit a hot a dog. Stuffed truck. animal, maybe. It could have hit a stuffed animal. It could have hit a cotton candy machine. No, no it, they it's chose to have it hit somebody and have them explode, which is just which was unnecessary. And also, you can't like happen so fast you couldn't focus on it until after the fact. So, so it, man. Are we talking about the flashback scene in the third episode? No, that was no, the no, 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 no. When they're at the when they're at the park. And, and she and she's running away, uh-huh. and she she shoots her you know her hand thing. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. And it hits okay. the uh, the okay. uh, the guy okay. dressed as okay. Homelander. Okay. Yeah, yeah. When they was at the amusement park. Yeah, gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> yeah, that that's crazy because she did another thing in the third episode when they were doing like the flashbacks to like Soldier Boy, you know, the days of the Soldier Boy and payback the whole um the seven before the seven. Um, yeah. that 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 third episode just had me just dying. The, the the guy that was flying and you know he um he went up in the air and then the missile <laughs> came and you know shot him out the air and everything. <laughs> yeah. just had me dying so right there. Oh man, now, and this, this show does it reaches it's re, it reaches such extremes of of like you know tension and 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 and, and hilarity like at the same moment in a way that maybe like reminds me of curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, like it's like almost that sort of tension, you know, except. Except the sword of Danicles hangs over everybody all the time. Or they, if, if they don't do it, you know, it's not like like with Larry David, where someone's gonna call him a bald asshole. Like if someone's gonna rip their spine out of their body, like it's in Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah, uh, it's, it's also kind of like you know the like like a James Gunn first scene of Suicide Squad type of thing. Like each thing has to be bigger than the next, bigger than the previous thing. Like what are we gonna do next to top this? No, like, yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. just craziness. <laughs> Speak speaking of um, you know, directors trying to top scenes and stuff. We we on the very first episode we get like the um the Dawn of the Seven trailer, or you know, no, no, they're <laughs> at the movie theater watching what looks like okay, a Justice League um, you know, um, um Zack Snyder, you know, bit, <laughs> but we get like the Dawn of the Seven. I, I love the way that was just put together, and you know how they all just got together and you know was you know fighting the villain and everything. But um, you know, they're in. Then we cut to them actually watching the movie in the theater and not feeling really too happy about it. <laughs> just feeling like super jaded and everything. And then we see like you know, Homelander just looking. You know, he's just looking and everything, man. And then um, I believe that um, the the guy, the director's name was Bork. It was like release the Bork cut. You know, on right. um, it just right. Just, as a thing on releasing it, the, right. The he, he brags about everybody signing the petition to get it made. <laughs> 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 I love oh, I yeah. love when uh when movie Homelander where you heard the line where he goes, We'll do it as a team. Like <laughs> <laughs> you know, why even give this guy a team? He doesn't need a team. It's, it's so crazy. Oh, but does Superman need a team? I mean, I guess that's a that's a trope, you know, in, in comics. So you got you gotta take it. I think um something that um Ducci um hit on earlier about this being a different show than what we see on like other streaming services or what we don't get or not or not going to get on other streaming services on like your Disney Plus you're never ever going to see anything like this. No. So it's so refreshing to watch a superhero show that actually, you know, I, I if you want to call it for adults, I guess that's what it is. Um but has has the balls to not hold back not only on like, you know, the gore and the horror and stuff, but like the political, you know, side of it to actually, you know, balance the two and to still make it entertaining all at the same time. You know, like, you know, like you were saying, Juchi, you're, you're watching these three episodes. It got kind of, uh, okay, You, it's a lot to watch for three, but it's like, where's four? I want four right, right now. Like, I'm, I'm ready for four, okay? I'm, I'm ready to go. Like, you can tell me I got to wait a week now. Oh, man. And, then, and after I only watch one episode this week, I got to watch uh, wait, wait a whole nother week for one episode. <laughs> You know, give me three at a time at least. Every one of these episodes is like drinking a six pack in an hour. <laughs> and the first one's all you can do it. You know what I mean? Like I don't rec- I mean I don't I don't necessarily recommend that, but you can do it. The second one is a terrible idea. You fight you can't I mean that second one, you can do it. It's been done by people I've heard of. <laughs> you can get it done, but I just I don't I don't recommend it. And then it's just it's just it's exhausting, and I think it's just—I don't know—it's just—it's like anything can happen any second. It's like you know what I mean? You're watching—you're watching a scene with characters that are, you think you're going to interact in a certain way, and then one of them just says, "Break my arm, please." 
<laughs> Break my arm. That, no, no, I'm so terrified. I'm so terrified of my work wife. Right, you're right, right. I gotta have this done. So that's <laughs> that's that's your solution to um to avoid being like you know um, if, if, if having your head explode. <laughs> oh man, I mean just 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 period and everything. The, the other thing that had me down on the third episode was when um Homelander just threw a curveball to Starlight in the whole American hero and that whole concept American hero um um American Ninja Warrior thing that was just that had me just dying period but anyway the whole reality show but um you know he he threw Hang a up curve, your cape. <laughs> yeah he threw a curveball to um Starlight and say okay you're my woman now you're you know you're mine so um you know um and just had him like you know kiss her and everything and then he brought like the hashtag home light that just had me just rolling oh my goodness Hashtag home light for home. Hashtag home light. <laughs> I mean, these these writers, this were these writers on this show are so on point with making a satire and just relating it to like you know um things that are going on today, and 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 they're doing such a great job to relate it to other you know um uh, like DC and Marvel shows that are not doing this type of thing and sort of like hold themselves back. And sometimes I do feel that, especially with the Disney shows, that they do hold themselves back maybe a little bit too much, you know, to a point where, okay, we know a character can go a certain way. We know certain characters um, can act more realistic or more have more common sense or logic in, in certain aspects, but we just don't get it because it's still a Disney show at the end of the day. And on the other side of that, with like Warner Brothers DC shows, they could push it a lot further, but for whatever reason, they're idiots and don't do it. You know, well, well, it's like, well, Disney, you know, they don't want their Scarlet Witch to kill people or you put her in a movie and she kills a whole wizardry. All <laughs> of the wizards. <laughs> right. Kills uh, the wizard, like kills Mr. Fantastic, <laughs> the Black Bolt. Kill, I mean, we all know Scarlet <laughs> Witch kills every of Professor X there ever was. I mean, all of them. <laughs> Makes it so, so Dwight's now, you know, Reed Richards. Oh man, that's how <laughs> Dwight is. Hey, that might actually work there. Dwight as Doctor Doom would be pretty cool. I would watch. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Dwight as Doctor Doom. Yeah, give give I that go. to me. I go. <laughs> but um, but yeah, this show is 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 definitely did a lot for me. Because um, back before it first came, I'd never even heard of the boys. I had no expectations on what I was watching and everything, and it's got me to a point where. Um, I'm not yeah, wishing no. I'm seeing it. I'm not wishing I'm seeing this type of thing on like, you know, Marvel and DC stuff, but Agreed. I see quality writing in this show. I'm seeing like, you know, chances being taken to where, um, it's like I was saying before, they know their characters. They know they give all their characters something to do more you know, mother's milk. Um, you know, Huey, everybody has a, or everybody has like a storyline or something, you know, mm -hmm. um, um, Frenchie and like the girl, um, they, they all have something. You know, um, and they, they do it in such a, a great way to where you're not feeling rushed with the story. Whereas like the Disney stuff, sometimes you get like a lot of a lot of plot and then they rush to the end to make everything all, you know, make sense or whatever. Yeah. And then you get a lot of filler, too, like when the, yeah. like the Netflix shows, because now they're like hour and a half episodes. So you just get a lot of nonsense filler. Yeah. yeah. Like at least this filler is like creating character back character for all these people like. You know, like Frenchie wouldn't even get, you know, love from like other, you know, other shows. But, you know, Frenchie has his own story. Each each person has their own story, has their own backstory. And they focus on that just enough to keep us wanting more of it. And, and they do a great job of it. And I mean, Amazon doesn't have too many shows, mm -hmm. but yet, you know, I will subscribe all day just for this show. Oh, yeah. Alone. Because yeah, I, mean, yeah. it, I haven't canceled my subscription yet, so I mean, I know <laughs> Disney has my money every month and everything, but yeah, well, yeah, I pay, Disney I pay has yearly for Amazon Prime, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, ordering stuff off their stuff all the time, so it's a bonus that I get, you know, um, um, you know, Amazon, the um, Amazon vi or Prime Video with this and everything. Those fools, they can cancel it now. We wouldn't even. Why <laughs> 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 they smell this place? Uh, man, I, I love I love how they I love how the way they. They've like they show how the fascism of Vought has mutated here. Yeah. Something more of a cult of personality for mm -hmm. Homelander. 
and that's something that is that is interesting to think about in the way that you know fascism spread in Europe in the 30s is how it mutated from a general right-wing anti-communist ideology which was in response to the Soviet uh, revolution so there was a really there was a real communist threat and they really were trying to export the revolution um, and so there was a reactionary uh, movement in Europe and then then um, a certain guy came along certain guy came along and turned that movement into something that became a code of personality for himself. Um, and, and we're seeing maybe that turn, which is interesting for a show that's so, you know, this show makes political points in a satirical way as good as anything since, you know, uh, you know, uh, the, the humble, the humble submission for a solution for the problem of Ireland. Have you guys ever read the, the essay on the problem of Ireland? Yeah. Um, <laughs> So he's, it's this idea, like, what are we to do? Ireland has a famine, and there are too many Irish. And so he suggests that, that the Irish could eat their children, and then that would solve the problem. It would solve the problem twice, because it would solve the problem of the hungry people, and it would solve the problem of there being too many Irish. Mm. Crazy. Crazy. So that satire, yeah. you know, solve uh, or, the or you could just snap them out of existence. Even. Right, or you could get the It's that simple. Just like that, <laughs> just like that. <laughs> so, so you know, this what the satire did is he said is it proposed what actually was happening in a way that made it easy to understand from an analogistic standpoint, which is what the boys are doing really well here. I know when we talked DP about season two, it's been a long time; like a lot has changed in our, in our even our you know yeah. podcast organization since then. Yeah, uh, we talked a lot about how that imagery echoed what we were seeing in the election in that year just 2020 mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and how it seemed like so like there was a, a huge parallel between the two yep and and you know homelander sort of coming out of um you know homelander sort of coming out of the shadows and saying no i i am as selfish <laughs> as this i yeah. am here i'm the yeah 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 you know it very much echoes you know, real world events in ways. Yeah. That. I mean, I, I guess it just that that personality to where, OK, you you could sort of predict where things are going based on your um, if you know history, you know, and you know how people, um, you know, certain leaders and everything, um, you know, acted back then and how they took over, you know, and how they use what they believed in to um, sort of just, you know, change that what you say, call the personality and everything. To, to to bring about fascism and you know just have it just pervasive it's like a a disease spread it you know across like you know um through, through their continent and everything um this show has a really great interesting thing with homelander it's like it's the big the biggest question has become not only um what are you going to do so the the show really started out with, okay these superheroes and they're they're bad the, the superheroes doing bad things now they got a homelander problem you know, what do you want to do about this guy? And I don't think it could be resolved in like one season or anything like that. Like, you know, it's sort of like this thing, like the, you, you could sort of pose what does the rest of the series going to look like um, dealing with Homelander because he's that powerful. Whereas is, he's going to be really hard to take down and stop. How will it, how, how would the writers be creative enough to deal with this, this escalating problem? And Homelander is still holding himself back. You know, he's still not, you know, to the point where he feels that, okay, he could just do whatever he, he likes. He has an idea that he can, but he has not done that yet. But the boys see that coming. Everybody else in society doesn't. Right, because everybody else in society has always looked up to this guy as a national hero. And, you know, so, so now he's coming out as this, you know, a tyranny of a guy, but yet those are the people that like them even more now. Okay. Yeah, that's now, crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, is it Sam? I see it every day. I know. So, we, we see it. We see it all the time. I mean, people time. storm the castle all the time. So, you know, he's He's getting his people behind him. Mm. And, you know, since he wants to be loved, he comes out with the hashtag home light because <laughs> he, ha he has his crazy followers. Now he wants to take these followers that are yeah. all, you know, yeah. humble and sweet clean. and, you know, the squeaky clean. Yeah. And the, the, you know, so yeah. he's he's trying to get everybody to like him. Trying to get everybody. He, oh, right. He, he has he has the crazies and now he wants the, you know, the, 
he, he wants to just corrupt everyone. You know? Right, exactly, because that's because that's the narcissism in him. You know, yeah. he doesn't care. He, he he doesn't care if it's negative attention, positive attention, as long as it's attention. As long as it's attention. As long yeah. as it's attention. <laughs> I think if you break if you break politics down, you know, left and right, and you know, you break it down to its most basic, no context, no you know, personalities, nothing. The question becomes. Can somebody be too rich? Right now, all the way on the left, that the answer would be anybody that has anything is too rich. Right? That I, I don't know that I, I don't endorse that personally. I don't agree with it. Uh, all all the way on the right, it's the person that has the most power is the only person that should have any power. Right? And, and again, these are these are very far apart. The extremes, but two They're sides crazy. of the same coin. And the question, so so in in the boys, Billy is the most like left the most marxist of all the characters because he says that nobody should have any more power than a person and that's why he has the, the vendetta against the soups and homelander here reveals himself as the expression of the idea that one person sh not just is the most powerful and can do these things right because that's something that's a matter of fact but should and that and that's a huge difference right Right, right. Why not make people's lives more simpler when you can make all the decision for them? Mm -hmm. Because you can just overrule them anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, what will you have? What will you have? Uh, what do you got for me for breakfast today? Well, you can have some cereal or nothing. Oh, I'll have some cereal. <laughs> oh, nothing it is. You know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> Hey, it's all what Loki wanted, you know. He just wanted, right. you know. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. That's, that's exactly uh, what I was it's, it's, the, it's the big, you know, it's the biggest <laughs> misconception, you know. People want to be ruled. <laughs> people wanted. People love to be ruled. At the end of the day, right? Um, just the, just the tell me what to do. Ideas, the the fall of a democracy, you know. Right. <laughs> tell me what to do. I'll follow. Right. I will follow. <laughs> I will follow. <laughs> So, you know, it, it, it's and it's interesting to see how if these people or how many of these people be willing to give up, you know, their determination yeah. to, to Homelander um, and to see how Homelander tries to weave all these intersectionalities together. You know, the, the Nazis, for lack of for their, to use their term, uh, that think Stormfront was right. The, you know, the, the people that think that, you know, the world is a very scary place and we need to be protected. And then now he's trying to, you know, forcibly wed forcibly. <laughs> the, yes. the traditional, you know, uh, I don't know, goody two shirt. Like we said, goody two shirt. Good old country girl. But I, I tell you what, I didn't see that coming though. You know, they they sort of telegraphed, okay, well, um, Homelander and I'm not Homelander, but you know, Starlight and Huey, they got their thing, and then okay, Supersonic comes in the picture, picture. So, um, we're gonna get like a little triangle that way. Nope, Homelander <laughs> is gonna insert himself in a situation, <laughs> and now everybody is gonna be upset. You know, <laughs> just you know, shaking in their boots and stuff. So it's like, wow, okay, I didn't see that one coming. It was it's great way to subvert tropes. I love how this show subverts tropes, you know, subverts tropes and makes you think, okay, this is what a superhero should do. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way that they should act. Nope. You know, we're gonna go in a whole completely different direction because why not? You know, you wouldn't expect it, but things in our society right now. Or are happening to you that you wouldn't necessarily expect. So why not have our superheroes go through like the same type of thing? Right. People are at home are going, this is my Homelander. This is my <laughs> Homelander. <laughs> imagine these, imagine this pantheon of, of, of gods, you know, this, this mythological group as being symbolic of, you know, wealthy people in our society whom about whom we obsess and whom you know are interconnected in these relationships that are of dubious reality dubious you know truthhood and we are sort of sitting here at the behest of the media which buffets us with information about their lives that perhaps we don't want and never would seek in in a normal circumstance and the question again here is 
can are these people you know what what should we do with these people or is it desirable for us to produce them are their talents worth the efforts to create them right and then what what do you do with them when once you've made them um this this show's super deep yeah. and it's interesting that it does it does this at the same time that they you know make us laugh <laughs> well, they well, they they show you exactly why the whole the whole fascist system is a pyramid scheme, except for one person, because you know your place on the pole is based not on your ability, not on how fast you are, like A Train or right. oh man, it keeps calling right. him a fat fuck, which is crap. Maybe me laugh so hard. Yeah. Oh, you were you were eating two dozen two dozen cupcakes. <laughs> the thirty thousand. You when you're running. <laughs> But you know, we, we get, you know, we, we see all this stuff happening, and, and, the, and the question is like, why do we even give a shit about? Why would we give a shit about these people? In this case, these everybody's forced to care because if they don't, Homelander will literally obliterate Manhattan. So you kind of have to like buy the magazines and put on the TV. But there's now this the the, the implicit threat, which was love me or else is now quite explicit it's very much love me or else and a lot of people are gonna are gonna decide not to choose uh love me and uh i think billy's already chosen or or else yeah yeah i mean like i said it'll be um really interesting how they resolve this and i think it will be kind of weak i mean if they go that route i'm fine with it if they find out like that that physical kryptonite to take you know homelander down i think that's sort of an easy way out you know, of a situation, everything. This is thing that can take out Homelander. We found a kryptonite. If it was a more complex, more um, um, way where you can actually turn what he believes in the most against him and actually take him down like that, I think it will be a... Oh, I, I mean, this would... It would put the writing level on this show that much, you know, to another level. You well, know? you got to think that's going to be foreshadowed with his son in somehow, some yeah. way. Yeah. At least they're going to lure him into whatever you know they're gonna if his son's gonna have more to play in this obviously yeah, yeah. and it's gonna be interesting to see like Take off son well well the, the story of victoria slash nadia and giancarlo and esposito like how is their story going to intertwine with olander how yeah. is he going to, how are they going to react because he always had the power over homelander yeah. now he's lost his power over homelander so how's that dynamic gonna work now? He's not afraid of him though, but he right, you know, but he's losing I his mean, heart. He's not afraid of him, so it'll be interesting to see how he deals with this. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like he's like he's always been the one to say no, Homelander. You know, this is mm -hmm. how it's going to happen. This well, now that Homelander's like, nope, flip the script on that one. You know yeah. how how is he going to react to this? You know, it's it's going to be you know it's going to be interesting and he has his uh you know his superpower girl you know his, oh, his, yeah. his so how is she going like how how is how is those stories going to interact because it's it's going to come down to the pyramid it's all going to come together at some point in time so it's going to be interesting to see how it's all wo woven but i have i have at most faith in our writers to do so oh, because yeah. they have never shown anything otherwise than yeah. but a great yeah. story yeah. so <laughs> They burn through. They burn through plot at a pretty good clip. Mm -hmm. I know. You know, we talk about like, uh, you know, on our other show, Carbonite Bounty BS, which you can catch Wednesday nights at ten, uh, right on this channel. I, I got uh, tuned into that because I got to see people's opinions because <laughs> I have a very strong opinion. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. We might have to have you on next week. Uh, we talk about Obi Wan, and we talk. I, I think that they're they're not holding a lot of stuff back. They're not waiting to sweep sweep, right? Which is maybe like we talked about how this is a streaming, so the like the ultimate thing you really can't do on TV, right? It's this stuff. Uh, but I think they're burning through stuff. I mean, they're not they're not letting stuff sit around. They're not letting right. issues sit around. They're addressing them and moving on. Right. You know. I I, I wonder, and and I want Billy. You know, we're coming to the end of the show here, but Billy Billy has taken this compound V, this uh, you know V twenty four, and is experiencing the withdrawal effects at the end of this. She gives us another hilarious body horror moment when he throws up in Huey's mouth at the end. All this stuff that I just can't, I, like, you just can't even at the end, like, like you know, you can't react swimishly to it just because you're, you're so empty. You <laughs> Huey's like, what the? F <laughs> so we, we see, you know, this other idea, right, which is um, 
you know, the if tension. You, if you can't beat them, join. If you can't beat them, do you do you do you adopt? How do you have to adopt their tactics? You stoop to their levels. Another way to think of it: when they go low, go high. Is I think what right. Obama said, right? right. Just the, the historical quote right. I'm thinking of right now. Um, so the question is: what is justified? What isn't justified? What's justified in the face of an the ultimate enemy is the ultimate. Uh, behavior, right? I mean, enemy at the gate style stuff is ultimately justified well, at certain points. So. Huey says towards the end there, he's like, "I'm tired of losing." You know, the star right. line. Tired of losing. Tired of, I'm tired of losing. You know, let's let's try this butcher's way and everything. You know, um, he was right all along. You know, um, everything, every every you know, incident tried to do something, kind of like how uh, things are like you know today and everything. They 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 they've lost so much trying to be do the right thing, trying to be the good guy and everything. Um, but they've been been getting pounded by the bad guy or the other side or whatever so much that um they're just trying they're trying to they're they you know, Huey's tired of losing. He wants to he wants to win, you know, which okay, is is winning the best thing for the people or is the best thing for what they're trying to do? So I guess that's a you know meta question. <laughs> What is best for the people? <laughs> is is it best for the people to be thrown into a meat grinder like like a, a war with the Soviet Union, for instance, be at the behest of their government, and the government to essentially say, "Ah, oh, we have nothing to do." You know what I mean? Which is which is essentially what happened. Or is it best for the people to you know have a psychopath who's willing to adopt <laughs> the tactics of the of that same you know reactionary movement? And apply them indiscriminately, and because they believe they can make the best choice for everybody in a collective. So I think what's interesting about this show is it does a good job of presenting both of the specious viewpoints on the spectrum, and because they're both from places that I think are specious, right? Uh, equally as specious, which is a hard thing to do, a very hard thing to do, and I, th yeah. I think they deserve extra credit for that. And they, they, you know. And doing they the, the silliness of superheroes, just it's just silly. You know, people in costumes doing all this crazy yeah. stuff is silly. <laughs> right. And, no and, 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 right. And that's yeah, right, exactly right, right. why they do such a great job it's of making it. The, the, it's the all to make a movie. It's all to make a movie. That's the whole point of it. That's it. <laughs> it's not even it's not to save people. It's not to do anything good. It's, it's barely even to make the money. It's just to make this stupid crappy movie. So that the product that they made has any sort of point whatsoever, yeah, because yeah. they don't do anything. I mean, and we see this with the flashback with with the uh, with payback. Yeah, they're worthless. Why are they there? They're totally <laughs> completely worthless. They're killing their own soldiers and everything, right. you know, just messing up the whole thing. And you they know, themselves messed up. They get Soldier Boy killed, or my guess is defected. It's a, my guess, my guess, my guess. Yeah, oh yeah, he's he's coming back. If he's just around, like that would be the thing, right? For him to come back and be like, that's it. That, like him has to come, he has to come back and fight Homeland or something cool. Anyway, whatever. I'm excited for next well, Friday. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> for it as well. Can't wait to to see what the next episode brings. And it's just only gonna be one, so it's gonna make me hungry for the next one. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I'm gonna wait one hour of my time, it's gonna be done, and I'm just gonna <laughs> be like I gotta wait a whole another week for this. <laughs> one one hour, one six pack. It's not, yeah. a, it's not an unaccomplishable thing, but I don't know if it's something I want to do more than <laughs> All right. All right. So I guess we'll be back on, um, you know, if we're going to get back on this on Friday, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss, you know, behind the scenes and everything. But uh, but we definitely will be back to talk about the fourth I fourth issue, the fourth episode of The Boys. <laughs> Nerds talk about The Boys, people. Make sure that you're going to our favorite, um, you know, website, nerdsycopedia.com and checking us out on all the platforms. Contact us at nerdsycopedia.com. Nerds at Nerdsycopedia. Leave us some feedback. We'd love to get all your contents and everything and make sure that you are joining our Facebook group and subscribing right now. All right. Oh, and Carbonite Bonnie BS, this Wednesday, 10 o'clock, we are on episode four of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Make sure you check us out. And we might even have another another guest on, you know, if he wants to talk about it, you know. Uh-oh, he, he said he has some strong opinions on some Obi-Wan stuff, so we'll, we shall see. We shall see. But thanks again for joining us, guys. If you guys are watching us right now or just getting on, catch our replay. You know, we'll be right back. All right? That's right. And I'm going to try this out. You guys ready? All right. We're going to be back next time. Same nerd time. 
same nerd channel.